Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jenny. Jenny, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be in September, finally, even if it doesn't finally. feel like it. I saw a little meme today that was like, it was a little cartoon that said, goodbye, goodbye summer, I'm laying you to rest, and it's putting it in the coffin, and the person in the coffin's like, no, there's still some time left, and the guy's like, no, there's not. <laughs> Get in there. Like, die, summer. <laughs> Exactly. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here in the spooky season. I mean, all year is spooky season here at the Happy Harvest Horror Show. But to all the other ones out there, this is now the spooky season. <laughs> to all the normies. To all those normies, all those muggles. How, uh, well, before, you know the drill. You're uh, uh, a patron, a uh, supporter of the show, and a member of our book club. So you've been around. How spooky has your week been? so spooky i feel like i'm finally living because suddenly the rest of the world is catching up with us got to see candy man yes um, yes loved it um do you have any candy man thoughts i liked it i liked it a lot i uh i think that it was uh i think it was working with a lot of things there was like <laughs> so many themes that at times i'm like Y'all pick one or two, you know, right. like <laughs> it felt very academic sometimes. And I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it because I feel like it's still so fresh. So agreed. Agreed. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. Candyman. Cool. Right. And then I watched No Man of God, rented that on VOD. And that was it was working with a lot as well. I don't think it was successful, <laughs> though. <laughs> I also saw Man of God, and I think that uh, – I don't know if we need any more Ted Bundy movies. Uh, hot take. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> – I think that might be the general consensus is it's like, okay, I mean, what more is there to say? Uh, it's been done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Zach Efron perfected it, and now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hot take. Zach Efron is amazing. It's Ted Bundy. Perfected it. Yes. I love it. I love it. No, I thought, I thought, I mean, I thought the guy who played it in this one was pretty good. Um, yes, Luke Kirby. He was, um, he was intense. He was super intense. I, uh, I, Elijah Wood was, I love Elijah Wood. It was kind of out of place for me in this one. My husband and I were talking about that. He definitely doesn't come off like an FBI agent. Right. All. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's still worth, I think it's worth checking out. Um, it does toe that line that I think is really hard with Ted Bundy of like, how do you capture like how likable and alluring he was, you know, to a lot of people while still driving home that he was a fucking monster, you know, that like, um, and I think that sometimes, I mean, a lot of the portrayals I've seen, they lean one way or the other, you know, and so yeah. it's a hard balance. I feel like this one definitely lent towards sympathetic and um, I agree. I don't know. The whole second half seemed to be an argument against the death penalty. And I was like, is this the hill we want to die on at a Ted Bundy movie? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is appropriate. I think it might be realistic, but I don't know if this is a place. But the dude was a pretty bad guy. <laughs> like, Right. It's like if you have to have like one person who gets the death penalty, 
He might be up there. He might be up there. He might be at the top of the list. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely an ethical argument. <laughs> well, Brad, that's good. I mean, I, uh, um, I'm i looking at your, your Zoom right now for audio listeners. In the background, there are a number of masks. we got Halloween back there, a couple Michael Myers. We've got the um, two of the strangers, uh, <laughs> one of them, the movie Haunt. So, like, you're living your best spooky life, and I, I want to really say I'm proud. I am. I once had the... Um, the baghead strangers guy, but it was made of like this elastic rubber that you couldn't breathe in. Oh, and it was weird. like the size of like a baby's head. It was really, yeah, that didn't last long. So <laughs> that's my next Outta upgrade here. is the final strangers mask. I love it. I love it. love that movie too. Yeah. That movie is nihilistic and upsetting, but it's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, spooky week, spooky week. What did I have? I had, I also watched that, those movies. I got a new shirt from Fright Rags, Children of the Corn. That's pretty spooky. Oh, sweet. You picked the classic one. I did. I like the classic. I mean, I grew up, my mom used to, I think my mom listens to the show. Uh, she used to call me and all my brothers and sisters the, her Children of the Corn, you know, like when I, <laughs> so I grew up hearing and being uh, named Children of the Corn my whole life. And it only took you know, within the last year that I finally actually went down and saw it. Oh the movie's God. wild. It's great. Mom. <laughs> like, excuse you, Mom. <laughs> I was not that bad, you know? <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> That's why. If my kids tell me that, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, I think that's uh, – yeah, I mean, that's uh, – this shirt uh, – It. what else? I watched the same movie. It's like Candyman. So uh, we got a lot of carryover. I mean, this is rare that we've got Right, but show. you finished Don't Breathe too. I Oh, you're right. I watched I, Don't Breathe too. I repeatedly fell asleep, and every time I woke and you up, bailed. the colors were so muddy, I didn't know what I was looking at. I was like, are these body parts? Is that a person? <laughs> I, I watched it on a smaller screen than I normally do because I'm in I'm moving right now. Um, and I don't maybe the lower resolution like made it clearer. <laughs> I don't know, but I thought it was playing with some really I mean, especially late in the movie, there's like this whole orange haze that they're like going through. It's really cool. Um, I think as a whole of a movie, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we needed a don't breathe too, uh, but. <laughs> You know, a hot take. Yeah, but... You've been um, not breathing for so long now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's right. But, you know, there are worse movies that I've seen. And so... Um, I didn't. I didn't mind. The I mean, bar some is low. Some of bars low. Movies. <laughs> there is. There are a lot worse movies. There was some. There was some gnarly kills in that movie. Man, well, maybe sure. I'll go back and check it out when it isn't twenty dollars and like. That's real. Right. I'll probably That's be real. a lot more forgiving in that situation than I was That's this fair. time, where I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> That's so fair. Um, and it's not spooky, but I did see Shang Chi. In the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, yes. the new Marvel. Oh my God, not spooky, but like fucking cool. That movie was rad. Like high fantasy Chinese mythology. Like I was, I was all for it. Um, so any Marvel fans out there, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, we uh, should probably get because we got a we got a good fun I was topic about to today. Say, I feel like we could go on and on because we're just like living our best spooky lives. But yeah. Let's get into it. Well, well, first off, I want to say thank you to all of our supporters, right? Especially you. You're on the show. Thank you very much for being here and being a part of the book club. Um, if you didn't know, uh, being a supporter of the show at any level gets you access to our super exclusive, super fun book club, which we are, yep, 
There's the book right there. This month we are reading The Hollow Places. Um, I'm like five chapters in. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to get really, it's, 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 it's got like a Fargo sort of quirkiness to it. Like you meet some characters that are just real characters. Some Americana. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm excited to talk to the book club about it when it comes out, um, which will be September 20, what did we say? September 22nd. So if you want to be a part of that book club, go to anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support and join at any level. 99 cents still gets you into the book club and it's growing too. You know, we're two books in and it's getting bigger. I'm excited for this month and especially next month. And we're just, you, you hang out for a whole year. You got 12 spooky books you read. It's you wonderful. Know? And everyone is just so thoughtful. Um, I feel like you really get two sides, multiple sides to every story we read. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so if you want to be a member of our Spooky Book Club, like I said, go to anchor.fm. And just like all of these wonderful Covenant people did, we've got Julia, Kelsey, Alessia, Connor, Erica, Jody, Wendy, Morgan, Sarah, Michelle, Mackie, Jennifer, Aaron, Holly, and Jenny. Woo! Thank you. Oh, my that gosh. That has grown. I love it. I love it. I, lo- I love that we're up to 16 support. This is amazing. This is love it. Thank you all so much for the support. This is huge. We're in the spooky season. We're going to make a cool push for a lot of spooky content for you guys th- this year and throughout the whole, you know, next year for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> and ever and ever. Thank you all. Thank you all so very much. Excited to do more spooky content for you. Uh, so before we get into today's topic, let's take a quick break for a little ad. And then we're going to talk about all of our favorite spooky moms in horror. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Welcome back. We've got Jenny here, uh, who is a good friend of mine. And I had her on because she wrote a book, Terror of Motherhood, Collected Horror Film Criticism from a Stay-at-Home Mom. Jenny, I finished this book this week. I loved it. This is great. This Thank is really you fun. So much. What I loved about it, because this was originally a blog, right? Yes, they're all um, old blog posts from when I was working a nine to five job and actually had time to do things because my kids were in daycare. <laughs> sure, sure. And, um, you know, the pandemic happened and then I didn't have time to do things anymore. And so I stopped blogging. But as I put all of my old posts into Word documents, I was like, this is good. Like, I feel like I need to honor all the work and the thought that went into this and the time and just put it out there. So it's kind of just a labor of love, just paying respect to that time in my life. It really does feel like a slice of life. 
kind of read, you know, it's really, it's really fun to hear your opinions on just like movies that you would see and how you contextualize it into like everyday life as a stay at home mom, you know, is was really fun and made it more engaging. I thought that I was like, not only am I learning about Fritz Lang and, and uh, your, you know, top five most disturbing movies, but also like you're putting in, you know, like what's going on in the house while you're watching it. Definitely. I think that's so important because in hobbies and careers, it's so taboo to talk about your home life. And so when Mm -hmm. you see really successful women who are also mothers, you're always going, but how do you do that? And of course, every woman hates being asked, but how do you do it? Because it's like, well, because I'm really great. But now that I'm in these shoes, I'm just like, okay, but really, how do you do it? How do you do it? (laughs) I, I don't even have time to think. And so I just like to be honest, like, hey, I watched this in two sittings because I was up all night or... I'm being screamed at as I type this, but this matters to me. So I'm making the time, you know, so I just really like to keep it real for people so that they know this is a reality for a lot of women. And for a lot of women, you're not alone. We're all being screamed at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I really did enjoy this book. I thought you're super smart. Great to know you. And it's great to have this book. I mean, this was really fun. And I, but (laughs) I, uh, I got a bone to pick though. Because your six essential Halloween movies, right? Yeah. Uh, Great list. First of all, I'm of two minds. One, I love that there's not a single Halloween movie in this list. Nope. There's 11 Halloween movies. Not a single one makes this six essential. So first of all, I want to say I I appreciate that, you know, you get um, your personal six. and, And there's six that maybe a lot of people wouldn't know, you know, if they're not completely drowned in the the, <laughs> the the pantheon of horror films out Genre. there right so i i have a lot of respect for you including films that uh, people may not normally see but also how dare you uh, <laughs> not a single halloween movie i know and i love the halloween movies they're actually some of my i'm not a huge slasher fan but i really do respect the halloween movies so i don't know what i was thinking i think it was really just if you want that you can go to buzzfeed i mean no oh, offense. Yeah. No, no I, offense I got a lot of it because it's it's going to make everybody else's list. So I appreciate your list that had. I mean, you got Terrifier on this list. Yeah. I mean, ugh. oh my gosh, I could just saying the name like all the kills just like flashed through my mind, and I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> Brian mm, goes, so ew. I go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. I mean, Terrifier is really fun. A lot of good practical effects, but it's gross. It is that such a is cruel, gross. surprisingly cruel movie. You don't really expect it to go that far for a clown. Art the clown coming back. Terrifier two, pretty soon. That I submitted an acting uh, audition for. Never got the audition, but I saw the <laughs> listing and I was like, "Listen, that movie's real gross. Can I be Man, in it?" Leon, <laughs> you fool! He's missing out. <laughs> He's missing out. Well, I so. The Terror of Motherhood, Collected Horror, Film Criticism from a Stay-at-Home Mom. Where, if listeners listening and want to get it, where could they find it? Well, tell you what, it's really a matter of convenience or community, and I don't blame you for picking either one. Um, So for convenience, you can go to Amazon.com. It's right there, Terror of Motherhood. It's the first thing that pops up. Or at least it is for me because I've searched for it like a hundred (laughs) times. The algorithm knows. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, you again. Um, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound. It'll help you find a local bookstore, which uh, leads me to the more community-minded. And you can literally just go to your local bookstore and they'll be able to order it for you, um, most likely, because it is available through a pretty popular printing company. So if you want to support your mom and pop, do it up. Please do. Please do. 
It was really fun. It's, it's given a quick read. I read it in the afternoon. Really enjoyed it. So, Terror of Motherhood. Awesome job, Jenny. And now, because of this book, we I wanted to have you on to talk about the book. And we we're like, what could be a fun adjacent topic to talk about, right, for this book? And we both thought, horror moms. Yeah. And so I came about it from, I'm like, how do we structure it? Do we think about, and, and the floor is open. I'm afraid, I'm, I'm down to do any which way. And we can just ramble about moms and horror for an hour. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, but I thought, like, maybe uh, coming out at a place of, like, breaking it down between heroes, you know, villains, or, like, gray area, you know? Like, because yeah. they... Uh, they fill all three with our favorite moms in horror. So they really um, do down through that list, and at the end, and we can debate. Some of them may be controversial. Do we think they're heroes or not? She's my hero. Serial mom is my hero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to do. I have a top five, and I also have honorable mentions. But I think Wonderful. I could categorize them. With- let's go. Let's go. Your top five, and yeah. each one will debate villain, hero. Somewhere in between. Ooh. Now I have to ask, do you have a top five as well, or are we just riffing? I have a list of my favorites. <laughs> I didn't number them, but I have a list in front of me. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, I'll start off with a smart-ass pick, because I okay. told you I was really playing with the idea of a mother. <laughs> What's your five? Okay, so number five, this is the lowest on my ranking, is Mater Suspiriorum from the 2018 remake. Okay. The 2018 remake, yes. not the okay. not the original, because I was watching that and I'm like, you're in it for like two seconds. <laughs> and as much respect as I have for Tilda Swinton playing Jabba the Hutt or whatever, <laughs> this, this spot is really reserved for Dakota Johnson as Susie just mm-hmm. exploding everything. Spoiler alert, she explodes everything. And maybe spoiler alert for all the moms that we're about to list. I'll put in the show notes a quick heads up. I'll put a show notes of which movies we're going to talk about. Right. So if you want to stop right now and look where we're going to go, you can skip, come back to once you've seen the 2018 remake, you know. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I just thought that that was one. I think we agree that's an amazing ending to the movie. It probably should have just ended there. (laughs) Really should have. I mean, if we're getting hot takes about Suspiria, I feel like the movie was 45 minutes too long, and it was because of the old man Tilda Swinton whole plot line. <laughs> Just right, snip it like, out. How can we make this more Italian, but in Germany, but Tilda? In Germany. It was just like, I, During the Cold War. Such a mess. Uh, no, we're here for the witches. Come on. Yes. And so, yeah, when Dakota Johnson just goes, I am she, and she just goes off, I just, I was living for that. And it's just kind of interesting to think of mother as death you know mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. that cycle of the i don't even know why do they call themselves the mothers when the three mothers yeah the mm-hmm. three mothers when they're evil witches trying to like rule the world from their architectural wonders i don't know if there's something if there's something within uh their coven that maybe that's their title you know that they're like the head of their right like you in know. a church it's a father mm-hmm. uh, three mothers That's what I always took it as. Yeah. Well, I still need to see Mother of Tears. um, But otherwise, I just, I love those movies. So. Yeah. I mean, we got this weekend. If We're we're talking about Giallo. We got uh, Malignant coming out, you know? Yes. You know who does great um, Giallo homages in his movies is Nicholas Pesci. In his Grudge reboot, there's like a random like shot Um, with stained glass. And like black leather gloves, and I'm just like, "Hey, you there?" I that is the that. formula for Jalo: black leather gloves, yes. 
really bright, vibrant colors, uh, a plot that good luck <laughs> you know i just thought the nerve to put that in a j horror reboot <laughs> hats off how dare them anyway, okay I so digress. that's your number five i'll pick a number five i'm gonna pick hmm because now i didn't number them so <laughs> i'm gonna pick a fun one because you picked a fun one before we do uh mother superiorum yes. villain hero or in between you know i think helena marcos who was kind of playing a false god there. I think definitely a villain. But mm-hmm. Susie as a Spiriorum, I'm thinking maybe a gray area. Yeah, gray area? Yeah. Anti-hero in a way? Yeah, she's back to take her coven. But whether that's a good okay. thing, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. All right, all right. That's fun. That's fun. All right, I got a fun one. I'm going to pick the alien queen in Aliens. <laughs> okay. Because I... And I thought about that, and I know Aliens is more action and Alien is more horror, right? But I was thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of fun. But there is a whole mother theme throughout that whole movie. Because I think about it, I was thinking about the Alien Queen and Ripley with Newt, the little girl that she finds on the, the ship. There is a whole protective dynamic going in there that is kind of paralleled between the alien queen protecting her whole family of, you know, xenomorphs. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I want to, I want to throw out alien queen and I'm not sure she's a villain because what is she doing? That's uh, malicious. If not just surviving, she's a queen ant, you know, in the, in some ways. So leave alien alone, leave them alone. Ripley, go back to bed in your cryo sleep. Mind you, leave her alone. Yeah, God. No disrespect to Ripley. Love you, Ripley. So I'll I'll do that for my number five. Nice, nice. I like how we went inhuman there. I like that. I want, yeah, I want to like keep broaden. You know, I, well, everyone else on my list is human, so okay. I wanted to get that at number five. <laughs> All right, for your number four, what do you think? Top five favorite horror moms. I did, and this one is also kind of debatable as horror. It's kind of kinder trauma area um, mm. for a lot of people who grew up, I don't know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, grew up with this on TV. Um, Shelley Winters as Willa Harper in The Night of the Hunter. Um, I've never seen. Oh, I've my God. Well, I think <laughs> you do. Okay. You, you do. Uh, but let's let's uh, let's talk about what do you love about she her? is so vulnerable and I see that but she's a very loving person and I see I feel like that's very real she's kind of my too real pick in that she okay. falls for the preacher who is mm-hmm. straight up evil and um, Shelley Winters described it as um, her being uh, a fly fascinated by a spider and I feel like Whoa. so many women fall into that trap. And for Willa Harper, it does not end well. The whole time her kids are going, Mom, no, no, bad idea, Mom. <laughs> or at least her boy is. The girl's a little devil. But <laughs> Yeah, we're just talking about, oddly, Ted Bundy at the beginning of this, you know, like, same that kind of concept. That would actually be a great double feature is Lily Collins' character in the Zac Efron movie with Night of the Hunter, just because it's a very similar vibe where you're just going, no, no. Absolutely not. Get out of there. Yeah. yeah. So she's kind of my favorite just because I think it's very relatable because I've seen a lot of women go through that process of having to find okay. out the hard way. Like, he's evil. <laughs> so uh, sympathetic for sure. Hero, middle ground, or villain? I'm going to say 
she introduces this evil into her children's life. Mm. So maybe kind of villainous without meaning Damn. to be. Sure. So I think the accidental villain would be gray, but accidental villain. Definitely. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, we still have yet to get a hero villain or a hero <laughs> mom in this list. I think we'll get there. Yes. I know it for sure. I've got one. All right. For my number four, I'm going to go Riley Key's character in the lodge with some yes! stepmom horror, you know? <laughs> oh, she is my hero. I, I, this movie, if anyone's been sleeping on the lodge, I think it's on Hulu. Oh man, it is dark as all hell. And it's from the same director as, as the movie Good Night Mommy. Mommy so this yeah. guy's got some, he's got a lot to say about horror as a mom. It's a and guy horror. and a girl. It's a directing team. I don't is know it really? the names off the top of my head because they're kind of very European sounding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so good. Fuck I love kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a whole nother level introduces this fear of being a kind of an imposter mom, right? And kids that just straight up do not accept you. In fact, blame you for your mom's passing, right? And so the fear of some really fucked up kids. Yeah, you know, that- kids in general are so cruel. So cruel. Mm-hmm. I can like just think of so not my kids, because they're angels, but <laughs> once they get to that age, like pre-puberty. Watch out. And then it did make me think, because I love The Lodge, could talk about The Lodge for a month, uh, forever. But I thought about stepmoms in horror, and I'm like, how many are there? Because then I was like, right off the top of my list, I was like, Hellraiser? I, that'd be one, right? She Julia. was Julia. That'd be, that'd be one. That's a villain right there. That's a villain. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, mm, I don't know. There, I think there, there's just something there of like the really the fear and the anxiety of coming in and being this this caregiver and being this authority that is just rejected you know <laughs> so yeah the lodge that's what Riley. Key, i forget her character's name but riley key in that movie i don't know it off the top of my head either but yes i <laughs> i wish that was in my honorable mentions because i 100 percent agree Amazing. and i'm gonna say hero you know, yes. I'm going to say I'm going to say hero. I think there's uh, it's horror. There's some gray area here. Um, but I think in her given circumstances and her f- worldview of what's happening, she's hero, doing what you know? she's got to do, man. She's doing what she's got to do, um, especially that ending. My God, that ending. <laughs> Everyone's going to be commenting like, what's wrong with you? People? <laughs> what's wrong with you? That was awful. Please and I'm like, take yeah, the children away from her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so that's my number four. You're number three. Let's see what yes. you got. Pretty basic. I gotta do Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance in The Shining. I just... I've got Torrance, too, yeah. Yeah, gotta. I just... Uh, Bonafide hero. 100%. I know this isn't a hot take anymore, but I feel like for a while, defending Shelley was, like, the thing to do. Because so many people have maligned her for her over-the-top performance. But I mean, I think I think that movie works because of it, you know, in, in a lot of ways. She carries that movie like Jack Nicholson being evil is nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can believe it. it. But <laughs> I knew it from the first shot. I'm like, nope. But Wendy, so I, interesting to me is like Stephen King not wanting Shelley Duvall because, you know, she's not all American cheerleader. But, you know, Jack Nicholson, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. And I think this Wendy Torrance carries over, too, to Dr. Sleep with even driving home the hero even more, you know, of like, uh, played by Alex Esso in Dr. Sleep. I love her. I'm 
humble brag. I've met her twice and she is a sweetheart. So I humble. Bet. She just like Does she not deserves the me. world. Like cast Alex Sesso and everything. Thank you. She killed it in Doctor Sleep. Like one hundred percent Shelley Duvall. And I thought that like really drove home this she is my gosh, she was everything for Danny. You know, it's it was sad in Doctor Sleep to see what Danny grew up and kind of fell into his father's path. You know, but like, I don't think that was anything. I think she, she got him out of there, which is such an act of heroism. Like, it's scary and dangerous, and she she did it like mm-hmm. with a lot yeah. of screaming and a lot of crying. But I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So yeah, love Shelley Duvall. Hell yeah! So that's your three definitely hero. My number three, let's see here. What else do I have? Oh, let's go. Let's go to the Babadook. Yes. Talk about anxiety as far as, and, and, and using motherhood as a vehicle, you know, for this horror. I'm very curious, especially uh, two young boys, young boys. <laughs> like looking back, do you have, are you, do you relate more to the Babadook? Jennifer Kent tried to warn me. <laughs> you know, when every, I feel like it's, again, I spend too much time on the internet. I feel like it's very popular to hate on the kid in the Babadook because he's so mm-hmm. hysterically annoying. But mm-hmm. it's so real. You get a kid upset in the car. They're going to do the, the rising and the screaming and the distorting of their face. And you just want to say, what is, I think I have said this quite a few times, is what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why you can't know, you, you just be normal? Can't, please. And, of course, you birthed them. You raised them. Mm-hmm. So that, that all comes reflecting back at you. Like, oh, <laughs> Well, damn. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, what a hell of a movie for for a first movie, right? This was Jennifer Kent's first film. Yes, yeah. Have you seen damn. um her second film? Because she doesn't. The Nightingale. Yeah. Nightingale was tough. Yeah. That movie was like a gut punch for three hours. I'm pretty sure I saw that one after giving birth, and I was just like. Mm. Yeah, that one was tough. But I love, I love the Babadook. Of course, everyone loves the Babadook. What's not to love about the Babadook? I thought, you know, it's it's the ending is beautiful. Um, I love the message of it. I love that it heralded in. I think really helped herald in a level of we're going to take horror seriously a little bit. Um, even though to fans we've you know we've we've loved it forever, but it like introduced this maybe taboo elevated horror. You know. Right. I have such mixed feelings about that, but definitely, I know what you mean, though. Is that yeah, exactly. These deep subjects that almost taboo subjects, things like postpartum depression and, um, and grief and all of that, and turned into a monster. And was received by the mainstream very well. Resonated with many people. Love the Babadook. So that's my number, what do we have, number two, number three? That was my number three. Nice. Hero. Absolute 100%. hero. 100%. If you think she's a villain, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> you can email Jenny. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. Come at me. Uh, okay. You're number two. What are, you, what are your second favorite horror mom? So I had to do a little research on this to make sure okay. that what I was feeling was correct. Um, and definitely the woman in black in the 2012 oh, yeah. adaptation. Yeah, okay. I watched the 1989 adaptation, the British TV movie. I didn't like her nearly as much because in that one, she is 100% a villain. She might have murdered her son and herself. 
<laughs> um, which I, you know, I don't really like that. <laughs> Whereas in the 2012 I'm not version, a fan. Yeah, not, not, not a huge fan of that woman. Um, but in the 2012 version, her sister is in the car when the woman in black son dies. Spoiler alert, once again. Spoiler. And the woman in black freaks out, says, never forgive, never forget, and kills herself, and then starts killing children as revenge. And As you do. As you do. And I just love her petty ass. I love it. I love her. There was like, I feel like there was 2012 to 2017, I'd just be like, never forgive, never forget. That was my motto. <laughs> I'm a little more. I'm a little more understanding, not forgiving. But so she's my hero. Okay, right on. So hero, I would say, I'd say middle middle ground. Like I get it, but also, right? She's I get it. <laughs> like I understand, and uh, maybe touching towards villain because there's no way that many porcelain dolls in that house is ever okay. I mean, that house is terrifying. That is villainous. Villainous that is decor. Villain-ish. I remember seeing, I think I've talked about it on this episode, on this show before, but seeing that in college and coming out and going, whoever was the set design for that movie, it should be arrested. They need help. <laughs> it's the scariest it's thing I've so ever seen. Interesting. The 2012 version is all this like gray and blue and black and, you know, very traditional gothic mansion. And right. in the 1989, I thought I was watching an episode of All Creatures Great and Small. And then, you know, children would die. And I was like, oh, oh, no. And then, you know. Whatever. Like, you know, I love, whatever. I love The Woman in Black. That movie's great. I want more, more gothic horror. Please. More Crimson Peak. More Woman in Black. Just not Listen, the everybody. We don't need Hollywood, more than none. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, my gosh. We're done. I was so ready to love the nun. I was so ready, Jenny. Fool me once. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that was your number two. My number two, I'm gonna go. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Okay, I. Mm, they should both be number one, but I'm gonna go Morticia Adams, number two. Aww. I fucking love. What's not to love about Morticia Adams? She's loving, encouraging of whatever you are. Sex positive. Hell yeah, you know that like beautiful relationship with Gomez. Yeah, she's wonderful. I love how even when she's interacting with people who obviously don't get her, don't get her, mm-hmm. she's never there is condescending. Some such grace. So graceful. And just, I just, uh, I can't wait to see how that rubs off on her kids. I want, I want a sequel where we see them all grown up, see how. Yeah, right. Well, we're, we're going to get that with uh, Wednesday on Netflix, right? Shit. Have you heard about this? I, in heard, Netflix? I think all I ever see is like casting notices. And I'm like, oh, hey, sure. So on Netflix, uh, it's going to be a, a Wednesday focused show, but they've already cast Morticia and it's going to be Catherine Zeta Jones is the older. Oh, well, that makes sense. Morticia. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it holds up. But uh, I'm optimistic because I love Morticia. Wednesday mm. just has a spooky Instagram account. Yeah, for real. She's a goth girl influencer. (laughs) I'm gonna die. I hope she's a listener of this podcast or we've done something wrong, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. All right, so that's my number two. Definitely a villain. I'm kidding. The biggest (laughs) hero on this list, Morticia Adams. You're number one. Number one favorite horror mom. Uh, We might have the same. Let's see. I'm I'm curious. I don't think so, because I went very steadily into the horror comedy Section. Okay, well, the, I went very 
on the nose favorite oh, shit, horror mom. Okay. okay, so <laughs> um, I went with Kathleen Turner as Beverly Sutphin in Serial Mom. Um, I've never seen Serial Mom. You know, I watched it when Scream Factory put out that Blu-ray of it. I'm a big mm-hmm. John Waters fan, so I was really kind of filling a void. And she's just wonderful because she has her own moral compass. Kind of like the woman. I'm seeing a pattern here, I think, with like <laughs> okay. in the lodge and the woman in black and Beverly, where you may not do what they chose to do. But in her head, it makes sense. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So what's uh, Serial Mom? Yeah. Break down that movie. Like, sell it. So, what, what, what's your elevator pitch for Serial Mom? Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's a suburban mom with a happy family of Sam Waterston, Matthew Lillard, and Ricky Lake. Matthew and Lillard. Hell yeah. What year was this? 1994. It was his debut Whoa. film, or so I read. Um <laughs> It actually came out the spring before O.J. Simpson was arrested, and it is a satire of the American court system, uh, kind of glorifying serial killers and making a big, um, oh, what's the word for it? A big spectacle of true crime (laughs) and making these people into celebrities. And sure enough, uh, I wrote it down here. It was released in April, and O.J. was arrested in June. So John Waters Whoa. really kind of crystal balled it up there. It sounds kind of like Chicago in a little bit, little way. Uh, is it, do you agree? Yes, definitely. And yes. how they, they they really frame it as celebrity, and that's how we're going to get you out of here. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it's not the first time it's been done, but I think it's the first time in my mind that it's been done with the suburban loving apple pie mom who murders the teacher who says that her son is gonna be mentally ill because he watches too many horror movies you know? gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha yeah okay serial mom hero villain or in between hero in her mind and you know kind of my mind i don't know no she's definitely <laughs> realistically okay. she's a villain 100 percent. but gotcha she's a very likable um funny woman of uh Oh, I don't even know. I'm just babbling, but I like her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Serial Mom is on my list. I'm going to watch this. Which, went back to your book, plug real quick. There were a number of reviews in here of movies that I haven't seen that are now on my list. So, like, I got Messiah of Evil, Blood Diner. Like, like damn, Jenny. I had to step up my game here. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rad. So, number one for me. I'm going to cheat. I got, I got two. I got two. Because I couldn't pick one. All right? So, yeah. let's start off with... Because I have less to say, Norma Bates. Oh, okay, yeah. Norma Bates, all right? Doesn't really ever appear, but we get her through Norman Bates, right? That's true. The most we get without getting into Bates Motel, the show, is from Psycho 4, when we get like flashbacks of the single mother getting the hotel, how their relationship is super close, borderline, like incestuous, like it's very uncomfortable, their relationship. But uh, I mean, if any mom goes on, it's it's Norma Bates. I mean, literally. Well, shit, Brian, I didn't know I needed to watch the Psycho sequels for this. (laughs) Have you not seen? Oh, my gosh. I have it. I need to. They're sitting on the shelf, just like everything else. (laughs) I've said it on here. I'll say it again. Psycho 2 is 
fire. It's so good. Um, if if the first wasn't Alfred Hitchcock and we all like praise it, like the perfect movie, you know. But like the sequel would have been the close running. Um, and three was directed by Anthony Perkins, yes. and four we got Mick Garris. Yes. So like it's there. The sequels are very fun. Um, uh, highly recommend. But so Norma Bates villain. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way I'm really. Norman that. gray area. Norma. Uh, but Norman victim of circumstance in some ways. In some ways, yeah. Which is so good about Psycho Two. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's take a minute to talk about Psycho Two because Norm. It it takes place years after. It's funny that we have all these legacy, you know, sequels nowadays that take place like, years later. Well, this was a movie in the '80s that did the same thing. Yeah. And it's Norman getting out of the uh, sanitarium, and he's, like, trying to make his life uh, get back on track and really trying not to. And all these exterior, like, he's back in the house. There's people that are, like, really prodding him. They want him to get out. And so it's just a movie that you're rooting for Norman. Like, come on, man. You got it, you know? But, okay. So that's uh, Norma Bates. My other one, because I'm cheating. I know. I'm sorry. But there's too many great moms in horror. I'm sorry. It's true. There's so many. Easily Margaret White, Carrie's mom. Yeah. As far as the most memorable mom in horror is for me, Margaret White. They're all they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> and your dirty pillows. I rewatched this last night. Um forgot like what a movie. And I, I forgot watching that we get to the prom like just over halfway through the movie. And then that's like the rest of the movie. You always think like the prom, you know, is like the last, the end of the movie, you know, but it's most of the movie. Yes. Oh, the prom just, the way it's just stretched out and the whole time you're just going, no, oh, but she's so happy. Oh, but it's so beautiful. It's such, it's such a tragedy. I don't, like, I think of it as horror, obviously, but like definitely a tragedy. Absolutely tragedy. And it's, it's scary. I mean, she's villain. Let's start off. <laughs> Definite villain. Definitely neglectful, abusive, uh, super religious, which it's fascinating when you get the backstory later on. Her religion and horror on this podcast? Never. Never. <laughs> we won't Love breach Jesus. the subject here. <laughs> no, but it's interesting in this because I, I, I saw this movie years ago and I rewatched it last night and I'd kind of forgotten this whole angle that Margaret White had Carrie out of wedlock and how, you know, they were like praying, resist temptation, but they gave in to temptation and she's like, and I liked it. And so it feels like this whole movie is a big penance, you know, I'm punishing her for being sin, punishing me for giving into sin. And it's so haunting. Like I, like my, I got like chills watching the end of that movie when when Carrie, you know, lashes back and like basically crucifies her with knives. And Margaret White is not screaming. She's like writhing in ecstasy. It's what she wanted. So as far as uh, memorable horror moms, like I'm never going to forget Margaret White (laughs) because she exemplifies horror and mom and and. some pretty gnarly ways. Uh, and I also thought, well, I don't know when the last time you saw Carrie was, but I got a lot of maybe homages, but like straight up similarities to Psycho. Yes, 100%. De Palma, I mean, I think he would be the first one to tell you he's Hitchcock's protege, unofficial okay. protege. There's so many 
references in his movies, which I actually just got the Blu-ray in the in the mail of mm-hmm. Noah Baumbach's documentary De Palma, mm-hmm. and he just Hitchcock is obviously his number one uh, influence. And I, I mean, the stuff that you miss, you know, if like you're not looking for it, but like just the the sharp violin strings when the knives come in, wink, 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 wink. You know, I'm like, okay, that's that's psycho. Yes. <laughs> you know? The high school is named Bates High School in the movie, and I'm like, and then when I saw that, I was like, okay, hold on, there is something happening here, definitely. And they're both overbearing mothers, yeah. you know, Margaret White and Norma Bates. Um, and also talking about moms and horror, like what a perfect movie Carrie was, because we also got Miss Collins in the movie, who really tries to step in and be a mother, you know, to yeah. Carrie. She's one of the most sympathetic adult, I think, definitely. Absolutely. But it's it's it, but it's because she stands up so much for Carrie that inadvertently they lash out so hard at Carrie, you know, that yeah. like she thinks she's helping her, but it's like, oh, no, please. You're actually Just making it worse. Let her fight her fight, please. Yeah. Carrie, what a, what a tragedy of a tale. Truly. You're right. It is it's such a tragedy. Um, so that's our that's our list. Nightmare of uh, a person, Margaret White. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> so that's our that's our horror moms. That's a good list. We got we covered some good. Good mamas. Let's get some, because uh, I have a few honorable mentions. Go um, off, please. Mama. Yes. The, well, like, we'll plug that real quick. That's another one that's more sad than scary. Very sad. Very sad. But, like, as a haunting image of her, like, tall, slender, ghostly, like, underwater with her arms out at you and then, like, speed walking at you from a, for a hug. Like, Oh, my God. Have you ever watched brr- the short film? Oh, it's scarier it's, than the movie. Okay. Agree to disagree, because the first time <laughs> I saw that, and she's just like hovering there, I was like, oh my god, that's so scary. And then she started moving, and I thought she was like crab walking. <laughs> oh. I lost the crab, it. The crab walk scared the shit out of me. So maybe it's just like what we find, you know, preference right. of scare. You it know, definitely because... could have just been uncomfy laughter, like, oh my god. Sure. I saw that on my laptop late at night, like in college, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like closing this. This That's is so literally scary. what I did the first time I saw the Elisa Lamb footage, and she did kind of a similar movement where she goes like this with her arms, like mm-hmm. as if to test. I don't know, like to test the movement sensor in the elevator. And I also slammed my laptop down, so maybe it's like, just you no. know. So it's similar, you know. Yeah. It must be. It must be. So, Mama, do you have any honorable mentions? We could go back and forth. I definitely had Mama. Um, okay, this one. Oh, so I did this one for you, kind of. The mom. Okay. I don't remember her name in Hunter Hunter. Who gives? Us oh yeah. Climax of the movie. The whole reason I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, Hunter Hunter. What a movie. Yeah, and what a hero it. ending. <laughs> I mean, gnarly, like yeah. the gnarliest kill I've seen in maybe 10 years of horror. But like, um, uh, damn, what, a, what a know, bleak my, movie. My now two-year-old, then one-year-old watched it with us. And I'm pretty sure, you know, in about 20 years, he's going to, his therapist is going to get an earful about it. Like, Well, from mom. what I heard, he was asleep the whole time, right? And then woke up and at then just the worst up. time. Yes. For the ending. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. Yikes. <laughs> 
But I mean, that might do it. You know, I'm not making light of the situation, but like that when we all have horror origins of like what got us into it, it's always like something that really spooked us as a kid that later on we went and something you shouldn't have seen. And it was exactly. Like, oh, no. Right. But it sticks with you. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he'll be the next. uh Oh, whatchamacallit, James Wan or something. He'll be the next Saw filmmaker. Maybe, yeah. And he did. He was upset. So we know that he knew it was bad. He has emotions. He's not a psychopath. Yeah. It'd be worse if he just didn't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) I got to mention Ellen Burstyn in The Exorcist. Um, because man, what a scary, as a mom, I can only imagine what that would be like to, to watch your daughter <laughs> go through that and seeking help, you know? So hell yeah. And uh, she's I would, back. she is coming back. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> Rumors. Yeah. Belinda Blair is not, I do not blame her, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but Ellen definitely is, which is exciting. I love her as an actress. Uh, and, uh, so we're going to get more Chris McNeil. Yes, so that's another honorable mention. What else do I have on my list? A lot of good moms in horror. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. You know, I'm trying to branch out. That's why I didn't get Exorcist and Rosemary. Like, right. I know that's on everyone's list. but I'm Trying to surprise people a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, especially, you know, nowadays, I feel like that's, that's a, given the recent news in Texas, Rosemary's Baby is a pretty oh. uh, timely movie about the the lack of agency with your own body and a uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually reading the book right now, and I just got to the part where she's just in constant pain, and everyone's just writing her off, like, "Oh, you'll feel better in a few days." Oh, you're finished. Have you taken the pills? Drink the smoothie. Drink the smoothie. Yes. Did you drink the smoothie? <laughs> uh, Ooh, Rosemary's yeah. baby. And then I guess Mother <laughs> uh, from the movie, the Darren Aronofsky movie, yeah. Mother. I say I guess because I it barely I, I don't know this movie I have a hard time with I I to kudos to everybody that loved I don't want to take anything away if you love this movie the movie is uh as as a production wild like yes. damn bombastic hell of a viewing experience mm-hmm. um very watchable I, in my very, like, yeah. and I and I'm a big fan of Aronofsky I love you know a lot of his movies mm-hmm. but uh, Mother uh, I was ready to adore and was sad it just didn't quite work for me. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, everything in that movie is just so metaphorical that after a while I just kind of got mad. Like, oh, you think yeah. you're smarter than me, huh? Well, I'll show you wise guy. That was the thing. Is I th- <laughs> <laughs> because I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, so it's, 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 it's mother nature and God, right? That's what, that's what's happening. And then as the movie was going on, I'm like, that is what's happening. And at the end, I'm like, I, that it was what was you guys aren't like that smart literally the bible like anyone who went to <laughs> right. school is like oh Cain and Abel oh right exactly and, you know, I'm sure there's people out there listening going well it's so much deeper than that you just you just don't understand and you're right you're right I don't sure. I'm yeah. sorry that's okay that's okay that is your movie I have my movies that I could talk about you know for hours um, right. it's just not mother like did that's you notice mother. that Carrie and Psycho <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on it, you know, last night, just like sitting there like, damn. Oh, wow. Uh, and last plug, Carrie, what a movie. <laughs> you know? just really like Carrie in this house. Hell yeah, <laughs> Carrie. In this house, we love Carrie. Yeah, okay, so that's my Do you have any other honorable mentions? Because that is that is my Definitely. whole list. Um, I had Karen Black in House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> do you? <laughs> Mother Firefly, um, which uh-huh. you know isn't my favorite performance of hers, but I think like as a mom, it's probably her most memorable, just because it's so everything that makes Karen Black Karen Black. Like take that to a thousand. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but she's also done moms. I wrote down here: burnt offerings, uh, mirror, mirror. Um, burnt offerings is wild. Burnt offerings. I saw that recently. It's so yeah. good. It's one of those movies that really sneaks up on you. It's on Shutter, everybody. Most of the movies we talked about today probably are on Shutter. Carrie for sure is. I watched it there last night. And burnt offerings. So Shutter, back please on track. Sponsor Brian's podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We're reaching out. We're calling into the void. One day, one day, uh, they're gonna check in. That's wonderful. I have a couple more. Alpha yeah. Roar Walker's character in Hungry Hearts, which I mentioned in my article, Terror of Motherhood, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. plays a mother who's absolutely obsessed with purity and basically is starving her child. And Adam Driver is her husband, and he doesn't know what to do. Like, it... Because it, it's a woman he loves. It's not that he doesn't like her, you know? Right, right. Um, but their baby is dying if they continue down this road. And she's Damn. just... Uh, that was my introduction to her. She's a European actress. Her sister's a director. And I just... I was like, Alba... Okay, I'm going to okay. her career wherever it goes now, because that movie just got me. Okay, and you got one more? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have. I'm gonna I mean, I could go on. You're talking, I'm, and now I'm thinking about more. I've got two more at least. So we're just going to ramble with one more. Uh, I, I had thought, which bringing back to your book, because I want to keep plugging your book, Terror of Motherhood, throughout this whole oh, episode. October 5th, 2021. <laughs> Hell yeah. Everybody hop on, please. It's really fun. At one point, I remember reading through and you plug um, the eyes of my mother. And oh, I remember yes. you were just offhand and you mentioned that. And I was like, Jenny, that movie is fucked up. I love and then, and then you have an actual chapter later on going my the top five most disturbing movies. And I'm like, thank you. I just needed some like acknowledgement that this movie is messed up. What are you talking about? It's so it's Disney, Brian. Disney. Light. Absolutely not. It is a movie that I watched and go had to ask, do I like horror? Do I like this? Am I enjoying <laughs> like, this or am I just am I? torturing myself? I'm like, just what an upsetting movie. Definitely. Um, right off the bat, when you meet... Spo- Do I have to keep saying spoiler alert? I don't know. But spoiler alert, within the first like five minutes, there's a man who mm-hmm. just... His stare... I just wanted to crawl under the table and turn off the movie. Like I, Just the way he looked at the mother in the eyes of my mother, I was just like, nope. Nope, it's nope, truly nope. like the, the the ultimate feel bad movie I've ever seen. I think I and I'm not I'm not even putting that lightly. I think I truly I had to watch that in shifts. And it's less than ninety minutes <laughs> long, so that's telling you. Something. <laughs> I know you get a lot of Just, miserableness for your time. I needed a shower after that. It was so gnarly. Oh oh, film festival a few years ago, or I guess a year ago. Uh, my heart won't beat unless you tell it to. Yeah. No, there, there's no mother, but there is a mother figure in that that definitely uh, fills that role. And that, I mean, it's in the title of this movie. My heart won't beat unless you tell it to. It's about this this family um, that really is living in you know poverty, yeah. and their youngest brother is a vampire. Um, and or so, so they, or so we or we so were led to believe. They never say vampire, but we were led to believe that. It can only survive if they go out, kill somebody, and bring back the blood. 
Um, and if they don't do this horrible thing over and over, he's going to die. He needs the blood. Right. I still think about that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it ever got, did it ever get a release? I actually have the Blu-ray on the shelf. Do you do? <laughs> I do. Oh, oh my God. And yeah, I feel what like a movie. The, this older sister, she really is the one who's like, well, we have to. You know, mm-hmm. whereas Patrick Fidget yeah. plays the brother, and he's much more like, oh, I don't like doing this, you know. Yeah, looking for an out. Exactly, yeah. whereas I feel like that's often the role that mothers are put in, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, I have to do what has to be done, even though. There's no choice in the matter. Yeah. Exactly, whereas the guy can be like, but I don't want to. <laughs> So yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I think that, that you know, we're, we're getting a lot of different angles of fear of motherhood with all of these mothers that we keep bringing in. And I think that was, that's a hell of a movie. Slow burn, quiet little movie, but like my heart in that movie. Oh. You know, it makes me really excited for the kid's career. I wish I had his name with me right now, but um, it's the kid from uh, Super Dark Times. He plays the vampire yeah. brother. And so I'm just really excited to see what he does in indie horror or maybe mainstream horror i think he's got good stuff going for him well that's a uh, that's a pretty good list we got five uh each some carryover and then just a whole handful <laughs> of like also so i hope we got you got a nice little watch list of some movies to watch i know i do i gotta check out serial mom for sure and a, a number of other book movies that you mentioned in your book that i haven't seen which i was ashamed to have missed i'm like damn so many movies in your I've seen. <laughs> That's okay. You know, there was a time in my life where I didn't have kids and I just, I went hard, you know, and now, now I'm making Appreciate up it. for it. I see like one movie a month. So, you know, it all Appreciate evens out it. in the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun. Jenny, this was a great talk. This was really fun. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate. I mean, you got such a vast knowledge of all of this. I would love uh, maybe in the future when we get into, you know, because you, especially in this book, you talk a lot about classic filmmakers. Um, so when we inevitably do some episodes on maybe some German expressionism or, or universal classics, you know, like. Yes please. We'd love to have you back. But um, again, for the last plug. This is Jenny. Uh, We are talking The Terror of Motherhood, collected horror film criticism from a stay-at-home mom. Thank you very much for writing this and uh, for coming on. Thank you so much. We're out October 5th, 2021. You can find it at most booksellers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And if you'd want to be a supporter of this show, again, you can go to anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support that gets you into the book club. We're reading The Hollow Places right now, um, which I'm excited to talk about. And uh, that'll be out September 22nd. So get in quick. One of us. Google gobble. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening in. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.